Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, we have a good friend and also a former primal person, the author of Paleo Girl, but we're going to be discussing something else because Leslie Klenke is with us today, and she's a life and business coach helping entrepreneurs create, launch, and sell income-generating programs online, including myself, because I was one of her students, and we're going to talk about uh, her class and how she got here and the works. Welcome back, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me, Al. So, you know, your journey started with... um, primal in a lot of ways in terms of some of the health things you went through. Before we get to your business and life coaching, just tell us a little bit about the evolution of uh, writing amazing book for teens, by the way. If you have any teenagers out there who are struggling and, you know, with all of the BS out there with advertisements, feeling body shame or weird stuff, extra dieting, this is the book to get your teenage girl. Let's talk about Paleo Girl for a second. Yeah. Yeah. So Paleo Girl. Wow. That was such a passion project. Um, honestly, that was the book that I wish I had when I was a teenager. So really it was me writing it to that teenage version of myself and every other girl that was out there struggling at the time. And still to this day, I mean, that, that book, it's aging beautifully. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it's, it's so much more than just, you know, diet and exercise, which at that time, that's what was so like present for me when I was a kid. I just thought, oh, it's diet and exercise, diet and exercise. And, you know, of course, as I got older and <laughs> became a little more wise to the ways of the world, I understood that overall health and wellness is so much more than that. And so Paleo Girl is really, it's a deep dive into lifestyle. Um, you know, it goes into puberty and just the dramas and the hardships that teenagers go through. And it's really, truly like a mindset book that really gets at least how I wish I could have been in that mindset when I was a teenager, just getting you straight and understanding like what's really important in life. Yeah, absolutely. It's still, it's so, it's such a good book and you've probably helped so many teenage girls. I know, uh, you know, I sent it to a friend who's got some teenage girls and they were like geeking out on some of the DIY, like face masks, you know, you have some really fun Ooh. stuff in there, like how to make yeah. your own, like little face masks, things like that. And it can be a really fun thing for a couple of teenage girls to get together and have a slumber party. And, you know, again, go through looking at, Hey, this is what happens to your face when you're eating in a certain way, you know, and, and, and those other things that teenagers have problems with, but then let's transition. So, you know, you work for primal for many years. That's how I met you. Um, also a fellow author, obviously in this space. And then you went off and did, um, a really intense spiritual psychology program. Talk to us a little bit about jumping into that arena. Yeah. So, Oh man. So I enrolled, um, it's the university of Santa Monica. It's a spiritual psychology program. And it's really funny the way I came into that. Um, and really I can backtrack just a little bit and talk about, um, the primal blueprint health coaching program. So Christine Hassler is a part of that program. Um, and I was so just taken back by how grounded and insightful and wonderful she was as a coach. I was so inspired by her. And I knew that she had gone to USM and 
really admired that path, but never really thought much of it. And, um, you know, that's in Santa Monica and I used to live out in that area. Then I moved to Austin and, you know, was just living my life. And one day while I was journaling, it like, it just came to me and like the strongest download, like I meant to enroll in that program because I meant to help people and serve people. And to me, when it first came to me, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't even live in Santa Monica anymore, but I started looking online and it was, I realized that I could fly out there one week in a month and that they were about to enroll. And it just felt so serendipitous that I just jumped on it and I, I took the plunge and it ended up being such a game changer for me because the intention with it again was just to help and serve, but I didn't really know what direction I wanted to go in with that type of education. And shortly after I started the program, which started in February, my mom passed away in March and it was incredibly tragic. And that program really supported me through my personal loss. It gave me so many tools to navigate the hardships that I was going through and just make sense of life. And so it was a beautiful opportunity for myself, you know, as a form of therapy, but to also have those tools and use them with my clients. And so I really moved into the life coaching space so that I could serve others and in any way that could be supportive to them. Yeah, it's such a great program. Actually, one of the alumni of that program is Mark Sisson's wife, Carrie Sisson. And yes. she had for many years taken a lot of what she she learned there and worked with other people who were graduates and they went to women's prisons and mm-hmm. helped with, you know, did lots of really wonderful work helping and serving people sort of without any, you know, just sort of on the down low, kind of like, yeah. you know, in the background. And I was really impressed by that. And a lot of people I've met who are USM graduates are are really amazing. So Let's talk a little bit about, you know, this is because you are also one of the things you did for Primal and then went on to do for some other startup companies is really helping them with marketing, branding, you know, getting the word out, um, really a, an in-depth experience with business and to see from that side, how people are doing things. And mm-hmm. I think that that experience is such a great platform for the business coaching you're doing now. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, some of the work you've done there and then leading up to developing your own life and business coaching programs? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, really, if we were to go back, you know, my my official first career started in graphic design and went down that path for quite a while. And that kind of naturally opened up for me to go into the space of marketing. And, um, you know, when I went to college, I, of course, in addition to design, there were marketing um, classes and things that you took. And then I also took, um, I had the entrepreneurship minor. So I had a lot of like that foundational business information just from school that naturally led me down this path of going from being a designer to starting to do marketing and, you know, PR and all of that fun stuff that's all included in that underneath that umbrella. And so, yeah, when, um, honestly really when paleo girl, when I got the book deal to write paleo girl, that's kind of where all of the things started to come together. And, um, I took my love of design and of health and I created that book and I started marketing, marketing it. And then, yeah, Mark offered a job to me, um, to work for him doing that for, you know, both my book and and all of his books that he was publishing at the time. 
And so I naturally started doing so many things with marketing and then Primal Kitchen started and I just, it expanded my love for marketing and getting things into the hands of people that really want them, that could really benefit from them. And it just, it lit me up. And so, um, yeah, I was on that path for a while and I started my own marketing consulting business, working with brands, again, that just felt in alignment and lit me up. And, you know, it, it was one of those things where I kind of, you know, we tend to pivot throughout our lives, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we have a passion and we go down this path and then something happens. And so for me, my pivot was going to USM and everything I went through with my mom and just really shifting to this more of the life coaching aspect of things. And then interestingly enough, life sometimes has other plans for you. So as I was taking, don't I know it. (laughs) Right. So as I was taking these programs, so I, I did that program at USM, which is 10 months. And then I did a health and wellness program that was 12 months long. And I was just in these programs and I was connecting with my peers who I was witnessing, they were becoming incredible coaches. Like these programs that I've been in are so profound and powerful. And what I started to realize is that these programs were making incredible coaches, but not incredible entrepreneurs. And so these peers of mine were familiar with my marketing background and business background. So they would start asking me questions of like, okay, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to be graduating soon. Now, what do I do with this? I don't know how to market myself. I don't know how to get myself out there. I don't know how to be on social media or I don't even want to be on social media. Like all of these feelings (laughs) that were coming up and a lot of worries and stress and questions that these programs were answering because again, they were, they're coaching programs, not, you know, business programs. So that was really my moment of saying, okay, there's an opportunity that's presenting itself to me here. And, you know, going back to an earlier kind of mission or purpose that I shared is, you know, I just want to reach people. I want to help people. I want to support people. And I realized being a life coach, I can do that, but I'm, I'm limited. Like I on my own can only reach so many people. And I started to realize that if I could be of service to the other coaches, the other teachers, the other healers and leaders, if I could help these people rise up, get their voices out there, that through the ripple effect that I could support so many more people through those efforts. And that just was like that moment for me where I was like, okay, this is my path. And, you know, I've, everything that I've done has led me up to this point. And so that's really where my efforts are being spent right now is supporting other coaches, leaders, and healers get their work out into the world. I love it. And you know what, on that note, I just want to share, and I know you'll agree with me on this, which is both of us might've started with a book on health, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are so attached to a thing that when the pivot shows up, they're resistance to that because they're like, no, no, but I'm this. (laughs) And I always say, no, 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 go, 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 go that way. Mm -hmm. Right. I would never be where I am if I didn't pursue one thing I thought was going to be the thing, but it led to another that led to another. And I just kept following that instead of being too attached, right. To some identity about a, uh, you get, you get what I'm going, what I'm going for here. Totally. totally. And I, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I think that there are probably a lot of people who maybe feel that way themselves if they feel 
like they're coming up against this wall of wanting to pivot and feeling like they can't like mm-hmm. seeing things in such a black and white way of, Oh no, but I'm this, or people know me as this. And I think that's, you know, it's less about the, like, it gets to be, and right. Like we get yes. to be this and this, like we can be all of the things we can be every shade of gray that we want to be. And I, I think that most people have multiple interests, like there aren't many people out there who just like one singular thing. Like we don't eat cheeseburgers every night for dinner. We like lots of food. So we eat lots of different things. So to, to feel like you have to keep yourself in a box and be one specific way. I just think that that's, you know, it's limiting you and it's limiting the way that you can reach other people. If that's what you feel called to do. I mean, imagine if I just stayed in the world of paleo and that's all I did not to say I couldn't have made, you know, a lot of change and helped a lot of people, but stepping into where I am now feels so much more robust. Yeah. And so much more aligned. I'm with you on that. Let's talk about your program building up because I was one of your students first of all. So we'll get into that in a minute. I'll talk about my experience. Um, But tell us a little bit about what it is and what it's supposed to achieve. Yeah. So building up is a three month business program and really the ultimate goal with the program is for my clients to create their own programs. So it's kind of meta sounding there when I say that, but it's literally a program that you come into to learn how to create programs yourself. And so with the end goal of the three months being you're launching your own program, the three months we spend together is building up to everything that it takes to get to that point. And so the system that I have in place, you know, it's, it's strategy and it's all of the things, but also what is so important to me. And I think this leans into like the life coaching that I have, it's, it's finding the systems and structures that work for you. So while I am teaching you a proven method in this program, like you are ultimately going to be launching a program and doing all the steps it takes to get there. But it's important for me that you are really paying attention to how you feel as you're doing this, because anyone can just follow a system over and over again and repeat it. But that doesn't mean that they are happy or that they're feeling fulfilled or that they're not going to eventually hit the wall and hit burnout and feel overwhelmed and resent everything that they're doing. So it's kind of a blend, I would say. It's it's really blending the life and business coach aspects of myself into this program to make sure that by the time you get to the end, you feel energized and excited to create your program and, and teach your clients that come in. And it's, it's a really beautiful process. And, you know, I'm not going to lie and say it's easy because it's not, it takes a lot of work. And I'm sure we'll talk about that because, you know, you were in it. It takes a lot of work to get to this point because it's not just oh, I'm going to create a program and I'm just going to talk about it and it's going to be successful. Like there's a lot of steps to get there. So, you know, there's all of the foundational pieces of setting up your business, setting up your LLC and all the financials and contracts and all the legal stuff um, that can be quite overwhelming for a lot of people. Um, There's just figuring out the structure of your business and getting on social media and building your newsletter and all of the things. There's, There's just so much to it. And so I have found what I like to think is the path of least resistance to get to that point in in a fun and hopefully inspiring way. Yeah, no, I mean, and what I love what you said earlier is just being, so for example, I, I'm the perfect example of what you mentioned earlier about 
So it's very comprehensive, this three-month program for sure. Like you will have everything that you need to know <laughs> yes. to do what you need to do. You will be guided and, and the way that you run it is great. Um, but I noticed along the way that the way people were doing the courses and the which or, or the way in which you were teaching it, and I brought it up during the thing where I was like, ah, well, I kind of want to do it this way. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and do it that way. That way feels more comfortable to you. What yes. was the most valuable for me is, well, A, I mean, I, I knew you before. So I was like, oh, I'll feel comfortable because I know Leslie. So I'm going to jump in on this. Right. But also, gosh, I cannot, you cannot underestimate the fire that is lit under your ass when you're in a group and you're, you know, being held accountable for yourself and for assignments and things like that. Yes. But man, did it light the fire. I mean, I, I threw out, like, I, I think before the course was even halfway done, I had two coaching courses <laughs> rocking and <laughs> I, I would not, I don't, you know, I had been thinking about it for a while and that's yeah. why I jumped in on it because again, coaches need coaches. I was, I just wasn't doing it. It's not like I'm a procrastinator. I'm a total get shit done person, but it was like, I needed this. I needed this motivation, this fire under my butt to go make that little video for my thing and go do the landing page and all of the things that were surrounding. And so I find it just so motivating, um, Mm. for me. And that's, I think, I mean, honestly, one of the best things out of it. The other thing I noticed is that, listen, a lot of people, and maybe this wasn't me in there, and some people are going to come into these courses and be at a different stage, right, of how many followers they might have, or maybe someone's just joining Instagram and they're starting that way, where clearly I'm not, and I host a podcast, so there's sort of an automatic group of people that are listening and um, et cetera. So maybe I had more of a foundation built there, maybe versus some of the other people, but one of the things that uh, kept coming up for a lot of people, and this is just in general with coaches, and I want to talk about it, was issues with confidence in declaring a rate, declaring your worth, declaring the cost. You know, so many people have issues with this or tripped up, like, who do I think I am, you know, charging this much, or I don't know. And like, is that all of those, can we just, can you touch on that? Because this is, I think, just general for almost anyone as an entrepreneur. I'm sure, I'm sure you had it many times when you were in marketing, just like about increasing your rate and all of that, which you're great at declaring that. So can we, can you talk a little bit to the people out there that are, you know, feeling yeah, because, about this? you know, I was not always great at declaring that for sure. Like I definitely felt like I had to sell my services super cheap or sometimes for free, you know, because I'm like, oh, I'm new. I just, I have to, you know, get out there and, and try to do this and I just will do it all for free. But like doing stuff for free leads to resentment, honestly. Um, Sure, it can give you some experience, but then you're not learning the act of charging along along the way. So you may be learning how to do the service, but you're missing half of it, which is charging for your services. And, you know, money is such an interesting topic. And I notice every time on my social media platform, when I talk about money, I will get people either unfollowing or saying, this makes me really uncomfortable. Please keep talking about it. And so (laughs) (laughs) this makes me so racked with nerves. Please keep going. (laughs) So knowing that money is just such a, a topic that makes people uncomfortable. I actually have four lessons inside of building up that are specifically based around money, because I think that you know, I can appreciate the trend on Instagram of like, 
money mentality and money mindset and abundance and this and that, like that stuff's cool. Like I I'm all about it. It's great. But so many people feel like that's the place to start and like fixing whatever feels weird about money. And that's not the place. And inside of building up the very first money lesson is really tapping in and discovering where the money traumas are. Typically they're from our childhood. And so when I say traumas, you know, sometimes that like makes people cringe. And and I just, I want to say, you know, there's like big T traumas and little T traumas. So, you know, big T being like the things that like universally, sure. Like everyone would say that's a trauma. And then there's the little T traumas that, you know, people wouldn't necessarily say like that that's a trauma or people who experienced it might not claim it as a trauma. But the thing with trauma is like trauma is trauma inside of your body. Whether you try to, in your mind, say it wasn't traumatic or something that you went through wasn't, you know, upsetting or challenging in your body, it's trauma. And so there are so many things that have to do with money and a lot of times safety when we're children that create traumas. And it, it turns into a situation where we grow up carrying these traumas and maybe we can't even really articulate what it is sometimes because it's just been buried and carried for so long from our childhood. So you know what that, you know what that reminds me of actually (laughs) is like the, um, yeah, lost my thought there for a second. I I feel, yeah, yeah, the little T traumas I think are important and it can go from just a a parent being like rich people are all bad or, you know, like Mm -hmm. these kind of like little comments that can come up that again, people wouldn't see as a trauma. You know, it also reminds me of, I got my thought back, which was a lot of clients um, when dealing with health mention this where they're like, well, I'm, I don't feel stressed. Like I'm not, and you're like, just because Mm -hmm. it's not upsetting you, right. Just because you're right. doesn't mean you're not stressed out. A lot of stressed out people don't think it because they're like, but I'm happy. I don't. And you're like, it's still a form of stress. You're multitasking in hundred miles an hour all day long. <laughs> like, right. So yes. I love that distinction, right? There are the little T's. And again, it could just be with a flippant comment. Um, you know, I caught my niece the other day, I was talking to her and I don't know how it came up, but she said something like, I don't know, rich people or something. And it was a negative thing. And I was like, Ooh, hold on. Let's backtrack. (laughs) Because, you know, I just don't want her to imprint this story because at some point she's going to want money. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Those are the exact things. Those are the little T traumas that like, it may seem innocent enough, but left unchecked, you can carry these beliefs into your adult life. And then maybe you're creating this story that money's bad or that money's evil. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel that way. And so if, if they are a coach or a healer and they're like, oh, I don't want to charge because, you know, this is just, this is what my purpose is and just feeling so flowy and wanting to help heal people. But that's just, it's, it's not a helpful way to be, you know, we really sometimes have to take a step back and realize, well, is money bad? Is money evil? right? Like what I teach in the program is that like money in the hands of good people, good things happen. And so I believe that the people that come into my program want good things to be out in the world. They want people to heal and grow and expand. And so, hell yeah, I want money in the hands of those kinds of people. That's a good thing. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, people also feel very like undeserving, right? In some ways. And this is, we see this completely play out with lottery winners, 
majority of them go broke. And part of it is because a lot of them just like keep giving stuff away because of guilt, they don't have boundaries, right? Or they don't feel Mm -hmm. deserving in some deep subconscious way because of how they might've been raised or brought up. And then they're sort of just like letting it all go. And this is just a classic problem with lottery winners being able to retain it. And it's usually not, I mean, yeah, maybe this, some of the spending and stuff, but if you look behind what they're doing, Mm-hmm. it's related to like the stuff we're talking about here. And then yes. in, in terms of um, rate, you know, a lot of coaches go through, <laughs> I found this too. So with my life, life coaching clients, some of the, the coaches are, they might declare a rate, right? Mm-hmm. But then they're sort of resentful because they feel it's not equaling, right? The kind mm-hmm. of care coaching they're giving. Yes. And that's not the client's fault. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And so there's, there's like that element mm-hmm. and then, yeah. And so I think that that's very interesting too. Uh, the other thing too, is I see that people overgive as well, meaning, uh, and let's talk about this a little bit, defining the boundaries, right? Cause when you're a coach or no matter what you do, I don't care if you do hypnosis or whatever your thing is, uh, you could be a therapist, doesn't matter. There's mm-hmm. got to be boundaries that are clearly defined for yourself personally, because if you're spending five extra hours helping somebody from an hour call, right? So there's, can we touch on a couple of these elements? Yeah. Well, you know, I understand coming from that space of just wanting to give, like, again, you're just wanting to help and support, but really you're doing the opposite in those moments because you're draining yourself, right? And if you are a coach, you need to keep your cup full because that's how you can serve. And so if you're dumping it all out on someone, you know, metaphorically speaking, then you have nothing left to give. You're going to start, you're going to end up like resenting that client and you're going to be like overwhelmed and not have capacity for your other clients. And so it's your responsibility as the coach to hold those boundaries so that you can be of the highest service. I love it. I also know too that, you know, and, and this was because listen, we had this conversation. I did not have social media before I became an author and you were working for Primal Blueprint Publishing at the time, helping me with the first book, Paleothyroid Solution. And I remember he, he actually called me and you're like, Hey, uh, you're gonna, you know, you need to think about making your Instagram and your stuff public. Like you can't, <laughs> you're going to be an author. And I remember being like, no, I don't, don't want to be out there, which is the strangest thing in the world. Right. Because mm-hmm. clearly I'm extroverted in a lot of ways. I'm doing this podcast and I just, it, it is a weird thing, right? Yeah. I still, to this day, am not the biggest fan of like posting a selfie of myself, you know, mm-hmm. again, but this is also, we have to look at the business side of it too. Sometimes you have to do some things that are not necessarily perfectly comfortable. I think over time it gets way more comfortable. I don't have as many um, issues right before I'm about to press a post with a selfie or something like that. But, you know, it's a weird thing. It's a weird place to be. But the truth is, is that if you want to be a coach or an author or anything else, if you want to get your message out, you're never going to be able to do it unless you step out. And one of the easiest ways to do it is through social media. So can you just touch on some of the, I know there's a lot of people, uh, including in the last program and stuff that just, again, it feels a little weird. It's a, it's a gross, weird thing to sort of, just sort of put yourself out there. It feels like, who do I think I am? You know, there's little Aww. moments of that. Cause it feels a little bit like, look at me, look at me. At least that's kind of how I felt. I'm kind of actually yeah. not that person. So it felt a little like gross. And I was like, uh, mm-hmm. then I just got used to, it, and I was like, no, this is a great way to connect with people. This is a great way to get the message out. How many yes. people have fixed their thyroid problem? Cause someone tagged them in a post I did. And then that exactly. cannot be denied. 
Right. Right. Yeah. So social media is tricky. And I mean, we could do like a five hour chat about (laughs) all the nuances behind that. So there's definitely like our own personal growth, self-development, like direction that we can go in um, because there's a lot of personal stuff when it comes to posting on social, but I won't go down that path um, just for the sake of this call um, because I want to really kind of touch on what you brought up. And, and that is that, you know, ultimately you are serving, right? If you're a coach and you want to serve being on social media is a form, it is an act of service. And so being really intentional with what your goal is like what are you trying to convey when you post a selfie and you have some caption underneath it like so if you're just being like whatever like ooh look at me in this bikini like and it, there's no substance to it then that might feel weird for you you know um but if you're posting something that is truly of service it's high value you're thinking more about the people receiving it you're thinking about the audience and that's really the mindset that you need to get in is how are you serving the person on the other end who is receiving this? And we have to think of those people because what is the intention? Are we, you know, and what, with what you share, like if you are trying to help people with their thyroid health, it's going to be a lot easier to post that kind of content instead of getting all inside of your head about like something unimportant to you that you need to post just because you feel obligation to post. So just being intentional with what you're posting. And also this is really big with my clients is a lot of times they are like afraid or like there's a barrier to posting because they're worried about what some people are going to think about them. So like maybe their, their uncle who follows them or like their old neighbor from 2010 or like, you know, these random people that follow them that like maybe their message, if they're a health coach, they want to start talking about like nutrition and exercise and movement and, you know, mindset and all of these things, but they're, they've never talked about that before. And now they are really self-conscious and they're afraid. Well, what are these people going to think about me? And what I always tell these clients is you're looking in the wrong direction. You're looking at the wrong people. Those aren't the people that you're meant to serve. So stop looking at them. Like don't, don't let them be the barrier to you serving the people you're actually meant to show up for. So really making sure that your focus is on the right people and not worrying about what, you know, that old friend from high school is going to think about you if you start posting about what really lights you up. Yeah. And, you know, on that note too, and uh, I think we chatted about this briefly during the course, uh, which I brought up, which is, One of the ways to sort of get out of feeling self-conscious about this or feeling like, oh, but there's so many other health coaches, like, right. Or there's so many light mindset. The truth is guys, I've interviewed hundreds of people. There's some people I've interviewed that are the most popular people out there with book sales and whatever. And I was falling asleep trying to have a conversation. (laughs) Okay. And, and I bring that up to say that there is someone for everyone, right? Like you, trust me on this. Like you yeah. go to YouTube, some channels got like a million followers. And you're like, how the, who the hell is listening to this chick? Or like, <laughs> seriously, but yeah, seriously, because there's an audience for that person. Yeah. You, you will find your audience there. You are for somebody. So exactly. stop comparing yourself to the audiences of other people or how people present themselves or how they speak. Because trust me, I have seen people with million uh, YouTube accounts. And like, literally though, if 
if you, if I watched one of their videos, I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know how, like I'm falling asleep. I just, because there's someone for everybody, right? You know, spiritual teachers uh, often say the same thing, but you might resonate with Dr. Wayne Dyer's work or whatever, more than Sally McJohn or whatever. It, it, right. it, and I think that it's just tough because people are in that comparison mode, but you have to just set out and be, be, have some faith and belief that your message will resonate with the right people and you will find your own tribe. Exactly. And that comes up every time. <laughs> yeah. And so what I always say is, you know, first, yeah, I acknowledge that there are a million health coaches, life coaches, financial coaches, whomever it may be. And so what I say to them is I hear you and there's a million business coaches out there. Why did you pick me? And I asked them that. And so they start to describe all the reasons why out of millions of business coaches, why they felt aligned with me. And I let them know the same thing is going to be, you know, when if if, looking at their clients, like people are going to be drawn to you because you're you and to not get caught up in being someone else. So I don't worry about how someone is going to perceive me because I'm not for everyone, but I am Mm -hmm. for those people who are meant for me. Like that's just the thing. So even coming on this podcast, for example, I know that there are going to be plenty of people who listen to this and they're like, that girl's not for me. And that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. But I know for all those people that I'm not for, that there is the group of people that I am for. And those are the people that I'm talking to right now. And that's why I'm here. Those people. Absolutely. And you know, the, the wide array of personalities in your class was like a perfect example of this when I was in your program. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, for example, there was one student in there who might have had a little bit less confidence than maybe some of the others, but she had some qualities that the rest of us like sometimes don't have. Like she was Mm -hmm. very patient, right? Very like just, just had this like calm, lovely, like just being in her presence made you feel like, wow, I feel really relaxed. That that's going to go a long way with a lot of people. Yes. Right. And, yes. you know, for, for example, me as a coach or whatever, you know, the thing I keep hearing all the time, right. It's like, I just like how you just tell it like it is. I like, that's not also for everyone either. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yep. I get that. And those people are going to come and, and, and hang out with me because that resonates with them or they want more of that, or they just like that delivery. Um, and again, it's just really not a right or wrong. It's just, who's your, who's your right people. And so even someone who seemingly, uh, could be looked at as like, let's say not confident or this and that and the other, or be questioning themselves. Cause they're like, I'm not a go-go rah, rah. Hey, mm-hmm. you don't have to be. And this goes also to people, you know, when I do like, because one of the programs I did in your course, two of them, I have a writing program and a, a confidence course, the writing program, this comes up a lot too, where people feel like they have to write is how they think people judge and gauge writers. No, no, no. You just speak in your own damn voice. This trips up a lot of people, right? Because they're, they're, and this is why ghost writers often don't work because then you get the script back and you're like, but this isn't me. And you're like, well, yeah, it can't be you because it's <laughs> writing it. And I mean, you know, it's, it's, you have to find a skilled person to write in their voice, you know what I mean? Um, which people can do, but again, you know what I'm saying? And so that's kind of interesting as well. I think people, again, are always tripping themselves up by, trying to project what they think other people might think of them. This is like the core of my confident as fuck book, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. that's not your, like you said, you're looking in the wrong direction. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this because I think 
you know, building up is a group program. And I think sometimes maybe, especially in the beginning of coming in, stepping into a group container, you might compare yourself to other people. So maybe if you aren't quite as confident and then there's an El Russ in your group and you're like, geez, I'm nowhere near as confident (laughs) as her. So I think sometimes, you know, being in a group container like that can highlight those differences. And, you know, my hope is that ultimately you get to see those differences and embrace what your strengths are. So yeah, maybe not everyone's El Russ, but like, who are you? What are your strengths? And, And I think inside of a group, container, you can really see that or have that shown to you through others using, you know, your example of the other client who maybe wasn't quite as confident. Like you pointed out how like warm and patient and just like lovely she is. And I think it was so helpful for her to hear those things. And and we get to discover ourselves more deeply inside of group programs. And when you know what your superpower is, like that's magic. Like you yep. can lean into that and own who you are. I, I love the power of groups. I love that I did your program. Um, I also will say that, gosh, you know, when you're in this container of like a three month course like yours, um, so many new ideas came up that yes. <laughs> just like hadn't even thought about. Right. Cause again, mm-hmm. it's like a book. Once you're in it, you're not going to really know you can do an outline all you want till the cows yeah. come home. And it's actually going to totally change and not be anything like when, when you started, because until you're in it, right. The right. same thing happened for this business program. For me, I was in it, had some ideas, right. Executed them, but then I got even more inspirations. And one of those inspirations was, um, and I guess you, maybe you can define this after I mention it a little bit better, but Oftentimes, right, when you do group program, you might want to offer something for free, like whether it's a little mini training course that kind of Mm -hmm. like gives someone some value. And I had realized that I was like, oh, you know what? I only have a free thyroid guide on my website and I don't like that. I want more free stuff to offer. And during your program, I actually recorded an audio book of guided meditations and affirmations and busted that out just as a thing to have that, again, had nothing to do necessarily with the courses that I was doing, but a another benefit, another benefit. And so I don't know that I would have knocked that out and gotten to that had I not been in your course and all of these things, or, you know, just, I thought it was so inspiring, juicy stuff flow in just like ideas galore. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I I honestly can't say enough uh, good (laughs) things about it. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I, I really love hearing that. And the beauty is yes, when you are in this space with a bunch of different people coming up with like so many different amazing program ideas, at least for me, like I'm a creative person, you're a creative person. I think when you're in those creative spaces, you just, (laughs) the creativity is like turned up to 10. You have all these ideas. And what I love so much about building up is it's just a very like general template. So say you want to have your writing program, right? Like you can use my template to create a writing program. And then you're like, Ooh, but I want to do a confidence program. Well, you can use the template. Like it, you can create for anything. Yes. You can use program. your template for any program. Yes. And that's, what's so cool about it. So, um, I have a gal in my program in the one that's going right now. And she's like, I've got like four different program ideas. And it's amazing that she's already coming into the space with all of these ideas. And so, the beauty is, you know, we get to refine and pick what's the easiest one for her to launch. What does she already have all the tools, all the knowledge to teach right now? 
And she's going to move forward with that one and she's going to learn the process. And then when she's ready to launch a second different program, she already knows how she's already mastered the process. And so, you know, you probably experienced this yourself. It's like maybe your first time creating a program, you know, you're, you're kind of working some things out. You're going to run into some, some things that are maybe hard or you want to try it a little differently and you get to fine tune what you're doing. But then on the second time, whether you're launching the same program again or a new program, you get to say, you know what, when I did this last time, it didn't work. I'm going to try something different. When I did this, it was exhausting. So I'm going to try this other thing. Like you just, you get to refine your process each and every time to to set yourself up for a more successful launch each time you launch. Yeah. And that happened to me during your program. I had launched my writing program as I was in it. And Mm -hmm. I had initially thought like, this is the way it's going to go. We're going to do two hour group coaching every week. And then we're going to have the privates. And literally right before the first day that I had my first like course with everyone, I was like, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work (laughs) for writing like at all. I'm going to have to change that. And I changed it right on the first call. I said, Hey guys, we're going to change it up. This is how we're going to do it. (laughs) Half an hour group coaching. And then you're going to get more private time again, just you don't know until you're in it and doing it, how to refine it. And there are now even like further refinements I have on that, right. That have come as a result of going through this course. Uh, One of the refinements was initially, I was like, oh, you'll book a weekly private writing session with me. Well, when people start to get going on their writing and so they've, some of them booked them all ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And then we realized, you know, midway through that they were like, you know what? I'm really rolling with this though. I'm still going on the notes from before. And I was like, oh good, then bank that for later, like bank that time for later. So now with the next course, it's like, hey, uh, don't book all of the privates right away. Book one and then let's talk because you might find that you need to skip a couple of weeks of having a private with me and then bank some for later, et cetera. You know what I mean? And I didn't, you don't know that till you're in it. And that's when I even told the group, I said, hey, you guys are my first group as far as a writing program goes, I've done it one-on-one with people, but this is the first group. So you're going to kind of be the tester. Of course, all of them were super cool. They ended up getting way more than they had bargained for initially with the way that the time stuff worked out. But again, I, until you're in it, right. And so that's why you got to do it. Yeah. And, and I love that you're touching on that because for the people out there who have perfectionism tendencies, they're like, no, I have to get it all figured out first. I have to get it just right the first time. And it's like, that's not how it works. It's impossible to make something perfect inside of like your own head by yourself. Like that's not how it works. You just have to start doing it, do it the best way that you know how with what you've got right now. And then each time you run something, you'll understand it better and you can refine it and make it better and better each time. So you just have to start doing it. It's it's never just going to be this perfect program after you've sat in your office by yourself in front of your computer long enough. Like that's just not how these powerful transformative programs come into the world. Like you just start doing it. Yeah, you can't have it be logicalized and have it yeah. be all set. And, you, and that's where you have to be again, open to pivoting, like we talked about before, right? Even within this space. Um, Yeah, really also too, you know, back to the power of the groups, aside from getting inspiration from just what's happening in the group, there will be something, someone that says something that will light up something in you, whether it's something you recognize in yourself that you might need to work on because someone expressed an insecurity or whatever it is. Uh, In my, uh, I, I was very shocked in my writing course, which 
I honestly didn't think this one would happen. All of them have very different projects and they're like the ages are 25 to 73. But mm-hmm. I was shocked a couple of times on the group where someone just mentioned something about how they felt about what they were working on. And it like ignited something in someone else. And they're like, you know yes. what? That thing they said, just, and I could not have made that connection. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like they made it. Yeah. I would never have been able to see it. I was blown away. And definitely same with the confidence course with people expressing things, right? We're going through, we're talking about certain topics with confidence and self-esteem and someone will tell a story. And then someone else is like, oh my God, that totally reminds me of something that I need to address. Right. So yeah. it's, it's really so powerful. And I do love the idea of, um, I like the accountability factor it just sort of naturally that rolls in because, you know, you can hire a business coach and do one-on-one, but then you're like dropping out after three sessions. And then you're like, Oh, take four months off. And then, right. This, this is sort of a narrowly defined focus three months. And I am such a fan of this as a writer and with everything that I do, I would much rather like get in there, focus on it, knock it out. than Mm -hmm. like write one hour a day right now. I know some people work that way. That's, that's cool too. But for me, boy, did I love this? Like condensed. I mean, it's not too condensed. It's three months, but you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The accountability is gold. Like I feel like that's so much of what people ultimately end up paying for and they don't even realize it. They don't realize that's one of the biggest pieces that they need. It's, it's just, it's gold. You, you, (laughs) it's so powerful and profound. And especially when you really start connecting with the group, like you, you want to succeed with them and for them. And it just, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to have that piece of accountability. Let's talk a little bit about the, the, mm, the details in a way. So I guess the way I would describe it, and maybe I'm doing it, I'm going to do it wrong, but you can fill in. So we, you know, we meet with you, we're on this live call, you are teaching us things, but then we're able to log into a portal Mm-hmm. where we uh, go through modules, right? There's some PDFs. Yes. There's a li- there's videos of you explaining the module, whether you're talking about money mindset or whether when you're talking about forming an LLC. So it's great because the way that you've done it and teach people to do it, which is again, you don't always have to do it that exact way, but it, it was just perfect because I could like log on, see what the homework was that week, watch the videos, just very streamlined. And this is on, honestly such a great way to like encapsulate all of whatever knowledge you have that you want to share with the world into like a defined online program. I don't know if I'm describing that right, but can you yeah. kind of, kind of like, you know, or touch on that, expand? Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you did a great job. Um, yeah. I, I really say kind of like the three key components of the program. Um, the first one you touched on is the actual like educational portal. So there are a total of 40 lessons inside of there. They're all videos of me really teaching you all of like the strategy. And then, yeah, we go into a lot of kind of life coaching type of stuff. Like when we talk about money mindset, for example, or um, really figuring out how to find alignment and sustainability for you in business. Like there's all these pieces. So there's 40 lessons, there's videos, there's downloads. And um, that is for you to go through individually, like on your own, at your own pace each week. And then we come together for the weekly coaching calls. And that's where I really deep dive into everything that you're learning. And so, um, for example, 
in one of the modules, we work on our niche statement. So that's something that you learn how to do on your own, but then you come to the coaching call with me and then we refine them together. And as a group, like we, we come up with like the most <laughs> badass like niche statements ever because it's a, it's a collective, it's a group effort. And we just really knock it all out. So we have, um, weekly coaching calls. And then there's also like the check-in that we'll have later in the week. Just, you know, it's not quite as long as the main coaching call, but you have availability to me quite often, because again, this is a lot of work that's condensed down into three months. And then the third component is there is a private Facebook group. So if you have any questions at all between the, usually the main coaching calls on Monday, excuse me, and then the check-in is on Thursday. So if you have any questions between those calls, that's where the Facebook group comes in and you can ask all of your questions. That's also where we submit homework and that big piece of accountability comes in. And so it's very, you're very supported when you're inside of building up. Absolutely. And I want to talk about that niche statement for a second, because you guys, all of you, and including, but really you helped me figure that out. And I actually had never even thought about it. (laughs) And here's the thing, even though I'm a writer, I know myself well, I needed everyone's input. And so I will just read my niche statement for the confidence course, which is I help people cultivate confidence so they can fearlessly pursue the shit that matters. (laughs) Right. That's so me. It's so you. So me, you guys totally helped me with that. And I was like, oh shit, damn. Yeah. And so, you know, (laughs) you're going to, you're going to like come up with some gems in here. Let's talk a little bit about, um, okay. So when does the next course start? And can you give us some details on that? Like the time of the group chats? I know all everything else is at your own leisure to log in and go through the modules, but let's talk about when these group calls are. Yeah. So the next round, we start on October 11th and I'm so excited about this group. I mean, every group is exciting, but the thing that's really special about the October group is that their programs that they are launching will launch in the new year in January. And so that is like (laughs) the prime time to be launching a program. So I'm really excited for those who feel called to come into this program and create something magical, something profound, because they're going to be launching in January and it's it's just going to be a very successful group. So I'm super excited about that. Um, The building up program runs from October 11th to January 17th. So it's actually 14 weeks long. I give two extra weeks completely free of charge um, just to account for holidays. So, um, you know, it's already a tight schedule. I didn't want people to feel like they had to be working their butts off during holidays. So there's actually 14 weeks and yeah, it's going to be, a really, really exciting group. You're so right about the January thing. I mean, this is for everyone listening. This is what they call in the book industry, like new year, new you, right? It's a perfect, that's why a lot of health books are launched around then because people are like, I'm so over eggnog and, you know, (laughs) all of them, they they ruin themselves over the holidays. (laughs) Exactly. But that, that really is a great time because everybody does really consider that like, all right, it's a new year. Let me get a new start. Let me finally do this thing that I'm doing. So this is like the perfect time to jump into Leslie's course. and then what time planning. it takes planning because yeah. what's going to happen is there's probably a lot of health coaches out there that listen to this podcast that, you know, come December, they're going to be like, Ooh, I should launch something in January, but it takes time to lay that groundwork and to launch something very strategically and successfully. So 
it's October is the time to start planning and to enroll into building up so that you can have a really epic launch in January. And what time of day are your group uh, Zoom coaching classes starting yeah. in October? Yeah. So they're um, typically going to be at 1 p.m. Eastern. And like I said, the calls are generally Mondays um, are the main call and then Thursdays are the check-in. Um, the calendar you know, may work out a little differently for um, October. Um, that still has to get fine-tuned, but it will still be the same number of calls, which actually there will be a few bonus calls in there, like I said, because of the two extra weeks. And the other thing too, I want to mention is if you miss one, you have them in your Facebook group afterwards, right? So even if you have to go miss a couple for some reason, although I say really try to join in on all of them, you're still going to get that benefit of at least hearing and watching everyone else talk about these subjects. And you have that available in the private Facebook group, right? Yep. Every recorded call goes there. So if you missed something or if it was just a really epic call and you're like, shoot, what did we talk about? I want to go back and maybe take some extra notes or especially, you know, we mentioned the niche statement week where we go through that. Like that's a great video to go back to, like, as you were coming up with your niche statement to to go back and, and look at what we talked about. So, I mean, that really applies to any week, especially in the weeks where we get into some mindset stuff and, um, you know, working through some hard things, a lot of people really love to go back to those videos and watch them because it really helps embody and like solidify everything that we talk about on the calls. That's so awesome. So in sort of wrapping up, yeah, you mentioned that if people sign up, when people sign up for the October uh, impending uh, group course, that if they mention my name, they get $500 off. Is that what you're offering that I hear? Yes, $500 <laughs> off of enrollment. Um, so the link that um, you will be providing to them is a link to the application form. So on that form, it asks if you were referred by anyone. So listeners of this podcast, just type in L or L Russ, and I will know what you're referencing. And you will, if you enroll, get $500 off of your enrollment fee. That is so generous. And just so everyone knows, I'm not making anything on the back end of that. That is just a lovely, generous thing that Leslie is offering. Um, so definitely uh, get the, you know, when, when this podcast posts, um, please look in the show notes, click that link and go through the process. And also, you you know, part of that application process is having a discussion with you. Yeah. Yeah. So what will happen is um, the application form itself is pretty straightforward. I'm going to ask you some questions. And then that next step step would be us having an enrollment call Um, because it's really important to me that I get people into the program that are truly ready for the program. So like we said, it's, it's quite an investment in time and like you've got to do the work and um, you know, just really making sure that people are in the right place and time in life and that they're fully ready and fully committed because again, there's a group and, and the group needs to be, you know, showing up for each other too. Like we talked about, there's that piece of accountability. And I just want really solid, um, positive, like excited people in this program to just make it as powerful as possible. I love it so much. I'm so glad you're doing this. I am so glad I took it. I feel like I got so much out of it, like Mm. way more than I even bargained for or could have imagined. Yes. I love I love hearing that. And and that's the beauty of it is that's what I'm hearing from clients. And I, like, I, I feel 
so proud of building up. It's like my little program baby. I'm so blessed (laughs) and I just am grateful that this program decided that I got to be the program mama and it came through me like that I got to channel it and to deliver it to my clients. So it's really special. Yeah. Amazing execution on that. And just, it's a really great program. So other than the link to the application form in the show notes, just tell us how we can find out more about you. Obviously your book Paleo Girl is available on Amazon. Um, Give us your website. Of course, we'll put this in the show notes. And then also I know you're what most active on Instagram. Yep. Instagram is my place. So um, both Instagram and my website, it's just my name. So Leslie Klinke, that's L-E-S-L-I-E-K-L-E-N-K-E. Awesome. Thank you so much. Anything else you want to share about your course or about, um, or, or how about, well, I guess I'm kind of a success star on it for sure, but, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm loving it so much, right? Like, I'm so glad I did this. Just so glad I finally did group courses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and again, even though I might be doing them differently, just, just again, to reach more people and to have that power of the group is just, is so phenomenal. And I am, uh, learning so much from ever all of them and having so much fun. Like can't even stand how much fun. <laughs> it's like, I really can't even stand it. This is where it's so fun. Cause I know you feel this way about what you do. It's not even yes. work when you love it. It's not even work. Oh. It's so much fun, but tell us a little bit of like, whether it's a success story or a 180 or something that really profound came out of coaching a client in one of your courses, any stories come to mind? Oh man. I, it's so funny that the thing that's coming forward the most, I feel like most business owners or coaches wouldn't share this um, because it's, I don't want to call it negative because by no means is it negative, but I think it's such a beautiful and profound lesson. And it's really talking about disappointment um, because, you know, coming into a program like mine, I'm going to teach you everything that I know. I'm going to support you in every way that I can. But at the end of the day, like I can't guarantee your success. And so um, I had a beautiful client go through, gave the program her all. She was like top of the class and she had what we call a silent launch, which means that no one enrolled in that particular launch. And I know how disappointing it can feel to want to launch a program, have so much passion for it and for it to not work out. And so what I like to tell people is an example of someone I know who had a similar situation. So the person I'm speaking about is not a client of mine, it's a peer. And so she launched a program and she had a silent launch, no one enrolled. So she goes, okay, let's try it again. She learned what she could from that first launch and she tried it again, zero again. Okay. She's like, all right, well, I learned even more this time. So I'm going to try it again. She's launching her third time. No one enrolls no one enrolls. It's crickets. And so she just never gave up and she kept going. And on her fourth launch, a few people enrolled. Fifth launch, more people enrolled. This woman, she has a second home in Costa Rica right now. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I love that. I remember this story. And this is such a great story of perseverance freaking pays people. Yeah. And so I, I have to share these things because again, there's no guarantees in life and anything and to not give up, to not give up because imagine the woman that I used as an example, imagine if on the third try, she has no one enrolled. She goes, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm not meant to do this. And so imagine that she gave up. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> what would you do if you knew that you had to have like five quote unquote failed launches and have a really badass successful sixth launch? Wouldn't you just keep going? Like, of course you would. So I share this because, you know, disappointment is real. It's going to happen. Do not spiritually bypass disappointment. Feel it. Like disappointment is a teacher. If you put your all into something and it doesn't work out, it's okay to feel sad or pissed off or angry. Like disappointment is real. So feel into that, get the lessons from that. And when you're ready, try again and try again and try again. And so what you know, like in your bones to be true and, and what you like your future is meant to be, keep doing it until that thing happens because it's going to happen if you stay committed and keep showing up. Yeah. And you know, Mark Sisson, uh, the grandfather of this podcast, right? <laughs> he loves to quote Art Devaney, who says there's there's no failure, only feedback. This is very ancestral. Our ancestors did not sulk when they couldn't catch the prey or the water source was tainted. They moved on. They learned. They got feedback like, oh, Joe ate that red berry and died. Okay. Put the self- <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, let's not eat stuff that looks like that. That's probably going right. So yeah. I, I love that so much. It speaks to perseverance and also to Mark being a great example of a lot of failures. Yeah. A lot of failures. He's, he's written posts about this. Hi, he tried to open up a yogurt shop, open up a second one, went broke, you know, did this, did that. <laughs> that didn't work out. He yeah. didn't stop trying and look at where he is, you know, right okay. now, right? Selling your company okay. to Kraft Heinz for millions of dollars. So, um, I, I love that so much. And I love that story. And again, you know, once you've created it, you have it. It's just then a matter of, again, feedback, keep going. And uh, then you'll be sitting pretty in Costa Rica on a surfboard <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and laughing about the silent launches that came before. Yep. Yep. Uh, or honoring them. Cause really that's the path. I love it. Well, Thank you so much for coming back on. Love you so much. Love this course. I recommend it to anyone who really wants to broaden their horizons as a coach and do groups. Uh, and you're going to learn everything you need to know, like she said, from developing an LLC and insurance and all the legal stuff to actually doing it, making modules, having a course outline and each statement and so much more. So get in on that. Look in the show notes for the link to apply for that. And of course, uh, mention my name in the referred spot to get $500 off. And anything else you'd like to uh, share with us as we close up? Mm, Just my gratitude, my gratitude for being here and for you just giving me the space to talk about the program and for also sharing your experience. I mean, it, it really means a lot. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Love it. Thanks so much. And for everyone else, we'll see you next week. Bye. Primal Blueprint listeners don't compromise on pantry classics. Whether you're going keto, paleo, in the middle of a whole 30-month, or adding to your Primal-approved arsenal, Primal Kitchen has a full range of mayo, ketchup, dressings, and oils that add flavor and variety to any meal without ever compromising on ingredient quality. From avocado oil-based mayos bursting with flavors like kicky chipotle lime, creamy classic, zesty garlic aioli, or savory pesto, to unsweetened ketchups and organic mustards, there's a condiment to complement every taste bud. Be sure to stock up on Primal Kitchen avocado oil, extra virgin olive oil, and new balsamic vinegar of Modena to add ease and great flavor to any dish, whether you're grilling, baking, broiling, braising, sauteing, or stir-frying. Primal Blueprint listeners can get their favorites 20% off when they use the code PRIMALBLUEPRINT at checkout.